Stay tuned for the Common Thread Collective coming up next here on Mutiny Radio. We love you. Shaman gonna make a change, a change, a change. Always do your best, your best, your best.
reading poetry from Central America. After talking with my brother, suddenly remembering how they kill. Couldn't really say it straight before. They told me you were dead. I died. They told me your mother was dead. I died again. They told me the kids were dead. I died with each name. Fire. The government said accident. They lied. Duck Valley, my El Salvador. Our last kiss was our last goodbye. They came for you in winter's night. Winter's wind wailed in morning. Government people search for days. Scene of crime, digging through ashes, looking for body parts and disturbing evidence. We buried you all in a large grave while a blizzard covered us in a blanket of snow. How it stormed, terrible pain in land of the free. Someone's should have noticed fewer women laughing. Someone's should have noticed fewer children growing up. But this isn't El Salvador. Warm, strong-willed woman, I still have memories you gave me. Maybe if we recognized peasant eyes, maybe if we recognized plantation lies, Archbishop Romero would have nothing on you. Trying not to cry, how will I ever stop? Ever see a wounded lion try hiding pain? Watch out, it doesn't work. But this isn't El Salvador. At times, I feel every embrace we shared. At times, every tender moment still lives. Met a Sandinista who touched my cheek, kind of like you used to. Said to me, you are one of us. But this isn't El Salvador. Gentlewoman, natural mother, natural world. Some people won't comprehend what happens. Who wants realities cluttered by acts of war? Have to keep a lot inside at times. Not offending people with words they don't want to see pictures of. But this isn't El Salvador. Some people told me I'm strong to survive. I'm not strong, I'm not weak. No morality, no right, no wrong. One tear at a time I fall, I rise. But this isn't El Salvador. You loved your people in the face of the American dream. Fry bread and tortillas, some wars are the same. Who thinks Wounded Knee and Sand Creek happen only in history books? Is this not history? We live and die. But this isn't El Salvador. The first look you gave me, your eyes spoke, your spirit, your heart. My heart, our heart, there was no other way. Someone's say, we're with you, brother. We understand what's been done. Someone say, but this isn't El Salvador. This is America. Yes, I know. Almost 2,000 seasons. We fall, we rise. We fall, we rise.
Prototype people, rigid suit trolls near brain dead. Under for spacious skies, gathering storm clouds. Rule of law, a falling axe in stormtroopers' hands. Cruel class deceivers claim God for their side. Making up stories with places for meanings to hide. Dracula drinks deeply while nourishing his trap. The love of mankind, an alluring narcotic rap. Babel. Sex Babel. does love, sex is life, and sex meant death. Homosexual needles as if laboratories don't exist. Bacterial warfare, AIDS, testament to death man's kiss. Drug master using drugs to blame poverty and crime. Money master cashes in on the people's golden light. Skulls and crossbones uniformly waiting in time. Raging peace, stone Satan spoiling for the fight. In wars for souls, prophets are in casualties, spilling scenes from fables and other realities. Concepts of love. Growing up fears traveling faster than light. Love is as blind as the people who see. Emotional playgrounds intense as battleground. User words for protection leave a hollow sound. The prince and the maiden don't stand a chance. A fiddler plays, but they're too confused to dance. Their love was smooth, then the love was rough. The lessons of living didn't teach them enough. There's the man, the woman, and all those dualities, the material, fables, and other realities. While the mute proclaimed the glories, deaf man listened closely as he danced, seeing into pictures blind man painted. Mother Goose and the brothers Grimm laugh knowingly up their sleeves. Grown-ups are the children's children, captured and taught what to believe, sampling fables and other realities.
No, I didn't read in his own right. But I read about the Hardy Boys, looking for the treasures Ben and Marty didn't find. Turns out it was a net. Even Indiana Jones didn't figure it out. In the Temple of Doom's gloom, rat's eyes casting yellow light on Star Wars and Linda Lovelace's throat. Even Beethoven rolled over for Johnny B. Good, while Chuck sat in a prison cell, listening to Elvis die in the army. Before Sergeant Pepper went into a strawberry field and turned into the walrus, climbing into a bed for peace in love with a Japanese woman, hated by an international YMCA ex-Jesus freak who blew him off the mountain Martin dreamed about. While the CIA didn't say anything, hoping no one would imagine psychiatric head doctor connections or Manchurian candidates. Warmaker's behavior modification master plan, killing men of peace. While the Queen of Diamonds reshuffled the deck, turning up the Ronalds, Reagan and McDonald. In 1985, the wasps were still trying to swarm in radioactive mushroom clouds, taking space rides with Charlie's Angels into the black hole that was left after the Hardy Boys found the treasure and didn't know what to do, so they sold her for drugs. Bad acid, bringing to this reality a clarity, hard to believe from sea to shining sea, prophets pissing lives into the Wall Street Journal which I don't want to read, but someday I'm going to read in his own right. God help and breed you all. Taking care of us. Nowhere to hide, 
job and prices going up. Warmaker's back in town. Just another day like yesterday. Rocking my heart, rocking the rails. No chance we're gonna ever give up. Together we'll dance a personal dance. Sweet starts surrendering only to each other. These days holding the night, holding on tight. Rocking our hearts, rocking the reds. Pretty lonely here, 
left behind. Hey, Diamond Dave. Hey, Mona Lisa. So glad you're here. Glad to be here. And people are gathering once before in which we were in a state of recovery from last night's, uh, last night's hullabaloo, for sure. But before we do that, I, hey, Val. Yeah. Hey, Mona Lisa. I stopped by the hunger strike. Ten days, they're in their tenth day without food. Uh, and they can't have smoothies, or they can have juice. They got plenty of that, and water. But anything more than that, they will not take. And I happen to, I happen to, hey, is this Edward Lindo? He's sitting in a chair. He looked really skinny. Skinny. Ten days without a meal, without a bite. And they're there right in front of City Hall. I mean, right in front of the, of the Mission Police Statement Station. And he said, and I had to really lean over to him so I could hear what he had to say. He was being massaged on both hands. He looked really weak, but they have no intention of giving up. That what they've said is that the, the chief of police has got to go. But we're at this point now where the mayor has said he, he backs the chief of police. They did, we just had recently released all these racist, sexist messages that it turned out that the, that the police, that these cops uh, were sending to one another. It's a, it's, a, it's a horrifying situation, but they have no intention of uh, taking food. As, as what the message was, we're keeping it up until the chief leaves. Now, I, because I talked to Edwin, it's, uh, he looked really, I could feel he was really weak. 10 days, and he's a man who I could see is used to food for the body, for the body, mind, and spirit. And the others were there in their tents. So I wanted to see what he had to say. I want to put out now. We did say, hey folks, hey you folks uh, within the within uh, within the distance of coming through, with the distance of coming through, please stop by and show your support to our brothers and one sister right there in front of the, the, the Mission Police Station. You can't miss them. They're filling the sidewalk. They're there. They haven't been removed yet. They're there. They plan to hold out and they plan not to, to, to live on juice and water as long as they can. And that, and, and that sister you're talking about is uh, in her 60s. In her 60s. The one woman who's out there. Their ages from 19 to 60. In fact, the front page, they're on the front page. They're called the uh, Hunger Struck Five. Let me get that out of my bag. And uh, they're on the front page of the Examiner today. All of them looking out at the world. Wow. Saying, join us, join us. This is guy, and this is making. Uh, this is not just going and uh, going rah rah rah. This is not just going and screaming at God. This is sitting there and saying we're not going to eat, we're not going to and, and drink anything, but but uh, but juice and water, and uh, so they'd be there. So come on through. They have my support. They have our support. I'm going to try to get by there every day. Yeah, and I, th- I mean, they, I think they, they need that. I was thinking about last night when we were at City Hall for Poems Under the Dome, and we had that great reception up in uh, Supervisor Avalos's office. Um, they're always so nice to, to host us. And um, Trio Cambio, who plays such beautiful music, um, I was thinking, oh, they, they should get out there and play some music for the hunger strike. They should. That's a good idea. You know, just kind of have yeah, a little circuit do. of people going out there to keep their keep their spirits high. I mean, hunger strike is a serious 
endeavor. I mean, we hear about hunger strikes happening like inside prisons where people who are subjected to, um, you know, cruel and unusual punishment and regulations and they can't get out of it often, you know, go on hunger strike and like people, not just prisons, but we could, we could put it in the same category of uh, immigration detention centers, which are being run like prisons here in California and across the country. But, um, you know, for just citizens who have a home and place to go and, and people around to love them to go out there and, and, you know, endeavor to have a hunger strike to bring this attention to police brutality is a, it's a really serious, um, matter and, uh, it is getting attention across the country. I know the Huffington posted an article about him. Um, so it's, it's, it's a significant story and, um, yeah. I don't remember uh, the, the, this tactic being used here in San Francisco, a color tactic, but also making a real statement. I can't remember that, uh, in no memory. When people have actually done that, and it, and just to be there and feel the, feel the vibes, feel was amazing, it was amazing. Yeah, well, it's you know, it's these are all cogs in the machine of mass incarceration. So beginning with um, the 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 initial contact between police and civilians, and um, the the strike just a couple years ago, where thirty thousand prisoners in That's California right. went on hunger strike, and um, this is this is the the peaceful way of protesting um and i know that for those of us whose hearts go out for them you that the way we nurture one another is usually by feeding people and and taking care of them and in the case of of a intentional hunger strike they're 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 not eating their their bodies are getting weaker and weaker and the thing that we can do the thing we can do is in addition to coming by and bring your ukulele entertain them keep the spirits high but also to share you know al jazeera has a really good video on facebook and um just letting people know that this is happening and let let letting people know that people are standing up to mass incarceration at all levels and this is not, and this is not domestic and not uh, the mass incarceration that was what was happening but this is also in protest of our brothers who've been shot down by the cops so much of the mission Alejandro Nito and all of the and the and this the last brother was killed right here on Shotwell, ironically enough. Yes, it's uh, the militarization of the police force and the privatization of prisons and these are all parts of the mass incarceration issue. Like we we have just now um some laws that are um, being proposed in Arizona which would give undocumented um persons you know indefinite imprisonment. That's my in fact, I said it earlier, take down the walls, open the doors, get rid of the borders too. Families, bands, tribes, communities, collectives, I believe in that, but borders, just a line on their map. So hey, Edwin Lindo, this is going out for you and all the other brothers here, uh, all the brothers here, a few of which I already knew, in fact, I'm going to reach in my pack. I have it here. But anyway, uh, I have... Uh, and, just, and just on uh, to, to follow up what, what Mona Lisa said about the, the big hunger strikes that were happening, um, I recently, just like a month or so ago, picked up the, the Bay Times, national black newspaper, and uh, what came of out of those hunger strikes is that in California, the actually voted or sorry it was it was decided to to actually end indefinite um 
um, what's it called? Uh, solitary housing. Sol- solitary confinement, right? So, Which um, is considered torture internationally. And it, they did open. They did open negotiations. It, was, they, it wasn't a defeat. It opened negotiations and gave people a little hope. That uh, a little hope. Some and a little hope. And so there. And here is a crimey mission for justice. Five San Francisco residents are refusing to eat until the SFPD changes its troublesome ways. There's a headline. And here are the five. Selassie Blackwell. 39. He's a hip-hop guy. He's putting out hip-hop. show positive hip-hop is what he's about. I've known him for years. Selassie. Ike Pinkerton. He's familiar, too. Selassie says, I never, ever want to think about her being killed. He's talking about his mother. You know what? I do now. Ike Pinkerton, 42. Black and brown communities have always known this. It's new to the white communities. Iliad Sato. Yeah, it, it, it equipto. It, well, oh, that's it, equipto. That's equipto, yeah. Uh, fuck yeah. He's, uh, he's down with it. He's always... Having, uh, uh, anyway, that's, uh, that's a band. Uh, yeah, and I, 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 and I think... Stuff like this, it was always, don't believe anything the teacher teaches you. <laughs> Edward, wow. Edward Lindo, who sat right here. That. Right, he's a he's a candidate for supervisor of District Nine, Edwin Lindo. And he's fighting for San Francisco that allows uh, people to walk the streets confidentially. I said, Edwin, is that you? Because he looks so. He said, you know, yeah, that's me, uh, Dave. And there he is. Yeah. And Maria Cristina Gutierrez, sixty-six. I fear for his life. I know the police shoot black young men like that. You're talking about executive director of the Camperos de la Barrio. Her father would be proud of her actions, she said. He came from Cisco, is it 16, but stayed after meeting her, and there they are. That's the, so support them. Get to know the Fisco Five. Yeah, and Christina <laughs> Gutierrez is Equipto's mother. So we've got a mother and son out there. Well, you know that, she said. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So I'm gonna go by tomorrow. So they, yeah, they, so, yeah, they're, they've just been kind of apparently sitting most of the time to conserve energy. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, just yeah. It, it's it's pretty amazing, pretty yeah. serious. And and then a couple of days ago, the um, because they're outside the Mission Police Station, they've been going in to use the restrooms. And then um, they've also been plugging their their you know devices in to charge them. And so a couple of days ago, they cut off the power um, to the <laughs> where they were you know charging their phones and things like that. And then they tried to um, uh, prevent them from using the bathroom. And so they went inside and were demanding you know answers. And and they said, well, the bathroom's just out of service right now. And then uh, you know after more protests, and then they reopened the bathrooms and they turned the power back on. So I mean, these are tactics that the 
that they're the police are trying to to get them to to leave and they actually called uh, the police called an ambulance for them even though nobody had requested one or needed one um so the protesters uh, the hunger strikers uh, turned it away because they hadn't called it so you know i mean that we're going to see the the police are going to continue to use these kind of soft tactics to try to get them to leave um but as we see have seen with occupy and other and other um you know, occupation type of movements, um, you know, eventually something's going to give and, you know, it's going to have to end at some point, but I, I'm, and I, I just hope that everybody out there stays safe and, um, you know, that we don't, uh, don't Maybe suffer I too much. Over the last hour, go back there and with my phone to call in and we can do, I, uh, I do on the spot. Uh, how would that be? Let's do it, Dave. Yeah, for the last hour, I do it. Could, did you drive over here? Uh, yes, I did. Well, maybe I could get a ride over to six because my back is really hurting. I could do I that. Think, well, perfect. I could do that. That's, uh, that's thinking on the fly and making mm-hmm. things happen. Because they're too, uh, they're not in the shape to, uh, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, I can do that. I got the phone right here. That's right. It just makes makes me think of all the other times you've been our far flung correspondent, Dave. You know, like (laughs) far out and far flung. Well, that's for sure. Correspondent, Diamond Dave Whitaker. And last night was amazing. I want to say. Yeah, City Hall. Oh my goodness, what do you think? We occupied for sure. Yeah, but but we were actually, you know, sanctioned to be there that night. (laughs) In a good way. What can they say? We sanctioned, but in a sense. It was a free speech area. It was. What I like was the way people find the common thread. uh, Yeah. And uh, And there was lots of poetry that was speaking directly to what the hunger strikers are are out there for. Um, You know, there was... uh, uh, what's his name? Mike Taylor, who works with the Spark Poetry. It's like a, it's a nonprofit that that goes into middle schools and brings poetry into middle schools. And those were the two little girls who started the show oh, last so night beautiful. were from the Spark Spark Group. Um, Mike Taylor, who's you know African American, and he got up there and did a really powerful kind of slam style piece about how his brother, who is I think he said he was a uh, a some kind of professional it was like a lawyer or a doctor so, some something like that had gotten pulled over um his brother had gotten pulled over by the police for some you know kind of traffic stop and the police had said like why are you so nervous you know why why are you acting so strange and so nervous and he's saying this is a you know he's getting pulled over by the police you know the police have their weapons this is this is like happens to people uh, you know of dark skin all the time you know why wouldn't you be nervous i mean yeah we're seeing we're seeing definitely a a a a growth in awareness that we no longer have to tolerate that kind of racism in our peace force really i mean police department's supposed to be serving the people um, not battling them or being a military force to control them. Um, I know that um, there was a, an uprising that kept continuing to grow up a decade ago for May 1st, May Day, and the International Workers' Solidarity Day. Um, that's coming up this Sunday. We should probably talk about that. I know they're planning on meeting at 4 p.m. at the 24th Street BART. Okay. Sunday. Sunday. And what's happening? Who, what's happening there? Tell us again who that is. And uh, 
Who is that? The, who is that then? Who's I don't know. There? That's just the day I heard. That's What's the location called? I heard. That What's it called? Mayday. Mayday, of course. Well, that's a good <laughs> one. Oh, I've been there many times. I'm sorry I missed it. I'm it's little... 10 years since the one of the largest, one of the historically largest ever um, uh, days of protest in the United States was actually a Mayday. Well, this goes about all the way 10 years back, ago. And I've been taking part in it. Uh, the march starting on 24th and going down and ending in Dolores Park. And it's not the conventional leftist groups. It's, in fact, um, uh, the, uh, the immigrants... The immigrants from around the planet, the immigrants from across the borders are the ones who really do this May Day. So it's, it's a lot more, it's dancing and music and solidarity and cool, and I plan to be there. Thanks for reminding yeah. me. And the, and the unions, right? And the, well, oh. the, it's more, uh, lately been the more immigrants. It started with unions. Hmm. Maybe there'll be some unions. Maybe SSEU. Time will tell. Come on to 24th Street at what time? 4 p.m. At 4 p.m. And let's walk together down Mission Street, uh, uh, Mission Street, and right over to Dolores Park. Maybe it's sooner. I don't know now. But well, I think I saw it at 4 p.m. Mayday, San Francisco. We could do that. And speaking of days, and it turned out, thanks to you, thanks to uh, thanks to Val. Val was so good that the uh, the coming together of Cesar Chavez Day and Earth Day was amazing. That was a phenomenal day. Another phenomenal day. Yes, indeed. And those sisters, those goddesses, are going to have the tribunal. Let's look at I don't know. I asked them to call in, but let's see what they do. But let's look at that tribunal because that's going to be happening tomorrow on the 30th. Right, that's the the Bay Area Rights of Nature Tribunal. Okay, that's going to be happening at the Nick Rodriguez Community Center Theater in Antioch. That's at 213 F Street in Antioch. So that's tomorrow, the April 30th, from 9:30 a.m. to 2 p.m. Um, and uh, the, it's free, but you should, I believe, RSVP is required. You can find them on Bay Area Rights of Nature Alliance on Facebook, or you can register from on the rightsofnature.org slash what would the Delta say. So, what would the Delta say? Uh, and that's that sis, those sisters, and they were there at the, we, you were there at the 24th Street, uh, uh, at the 24th Street, where the speakers were right across the praxis. I was speaking there, and too. Speaking there. <laughs> Mona Lisa kicked it off. You were still sauntering down down the street, I think. Sauntering. It was a great... I walked We had a circle. You were in the circle. At the, were you in the lowrider? You, you were in the circle. I wish I had been in the lowrider. You were in the circle. You joined the circle that we had to help kick the whole thing off at 22nd. And at the, uh, in front of the stage, the circle, where, with... Uh, with, with, uh, with uh, with Jorge, with Jorge Molina and so on, you were there. That's right, top. calling the corners, thinking the sky and the earth. And that's what we do. Yeah, it was an amazing well, day. It was an amazing day. Yeah, the the uh, the speakers from Cesar Chavez and Earth Day that Monica Lopez put together, the sowing the seeds of change speakers. That should be like a speaking circuit. Oh yeah. All those all those all those voices together really had so much to offer and uh, incorporate into the bigger conversations that we're all having or that we hope more people are having um, about the intersection of environmental um, degradation um, you know corporate uh, corporate toxification <laughs> of our of our food systems and and of the people of course and the rights of the workers who uh, end up harvesting foods and 
uh, this idea of environmental racism and the laws that that work against uh, the people who are growing our food. I mean, it's just a really powerful group of, of people who were there that day. Indeed. Indeed. The grandmothers that walk that walk the Richmond refineries. Yeah. Yeah. Very moving. Just the, the, the idea that that the it's not a foregone conclusion that we continue to cause this assault on the environment. Yeah, the um and if you want more information about that, you can look at refineryhealingwalks.com. So yeah, like like Mona Lisa said, they're kind of walking the corridor of of the refineries. That, you know, obviously we have that huge refinery in Richmond. Um, so they're they're doing a series of walks, walking for clean air, water, soil, safe jobs, and a healthy future for coming generations. So the next time you can join them is Sunday, May fifteenth. They're walking from Martinez to Benicia. Um, at the to the Valero uh, refinery, and uh, so the refinery corridor healing walks are organized by the Native American group Idle No More SF Bay, and and their allies, our allies. Um, they've made a commitment to organizing these walks for the past four years, and so they walk in prayer and contemplation from one fossil fuel impacted community to another. Um, so again, the next one coming up is uh, Sunday, May fifteenth. Um, so the walkers can join at any point along the route. Um, so check the website for the, for the live location, uh, of the day of, um, so they're also joining spots in two places along the route where folks can be taken back to the beginning or back to BART. This is a nonviolent walk. Um, so check out the website, refineryhealingwalks.com. And certainly that, you know, we see that there, the elders making this, um, this walk to heal the earth goes hand in hand with the students movement now that's um, actually getting a lot of traction to um, divest in um, fossil fuels. There's so many ways. Though. See, I, I, I love that we can just have these kind of open conversations here at Mutiny Radio so that we can see all these different angles that are being, you know, all these different ways that so many of these collective problems are being approached because it's not just one way. There's not just one solution. Um, and I hope that instead of it being something that overwhelms people, that they actually say, oh, well, maybe I can just do this one thing or, um, you know, help in some, some small way um, or, or change, a, change a behavior or, um, you know, even just having a conversation about something um, that is important and impactful um, it can really it can really do a lot. You never know, you know, where those ripples are going to head out to. Yeah, yeah, and and maybe when we when we look at the way that we're examining the, these kind of cutting edge issues and how they overlap, we're um, exposing 
the the actual change in culture that's happening where the expectation well that it's a foregone con- foregone conclusion well oh well we need these fossil fuels and this is how we keep the economy going and everything well now they realize when as technology increases and as we learn that we can get um energy from wave motion from solar panels um that the ability to to gain energy without fossil fuels um, is ha, has gotten to the point where where we don't need fossil fuels anymore, and that what we, what we need to do is leave the fossil fuels in the ground. And what's cool is that we can have positive up you know positive uh, news about the progress here in San Francisco. Finally, recently, um, from what I understand, we've got um, now any new development that's built in San Francisco it's going to be required to have solar panels and everybody should have solar panels. And there's lots of programs out there where you can get, you know, free installation on your house and it can lower your energy bill, but it also is, um, you know, it's, it's, it's taking those steps away from the fossil fuel, um, dependency. And, um, so, you know, Right, a decentralization of just the home life in general, that where we can generate our own energy, we can get off the grid. And um, the UN um, has, has recently come out agreeing that it is these victory gardens. It's growing our own food. There was a time, as Pam Larry keeps reminding us, there was a time when over 40% of the U.S. produce was grown in people's backyards. And so that day can come again, and that, the, um, it, that it is a myth that um, big agro is going to save starvation because the last mile problem, people are not getting fed. That the way that that people will be, well, that starvation will end and hunger will end is the growth of local gardens returning to that. And I like to remind people that you can grow food. It doesn't matter how big or small your house is. You can grow food in a box that's the size of your TV. You can plant, and it is a great time of year to plant too. Um, you can plant greens that grow really well here in San Francisco, even in the fog. Um, or you know, it's uh, you can grow chard, you can grow spinach, you can grow lettuce grows really easily here. Um, you can grow carrots. The first time my brother planted carrots uh, in the sunset. I thought he was crazy. I said, what do you mean you can plant carrots? <laughs> and that was only a few years ago. And sure enough, we had these beautiful, huge carrots. And then also tomatoes can grow. They're, I mean, they're kind of hit or miss. But, you know, it's just a matter of experimenting. You don't have to be, you know, some sort of, um, you know, predetermined green thumb. Um, you can just try it. You know, go to your local, you know, your local, um, you know, nursery and you can get you can get organic seeds and a bag of soil and you can make, you know, maybe like a $20 investment into your own little home garden and, uh, you know, and, and, and just plant the seeds and follow the directions on the seed packet and see what happens. And I, I can almost promise you that you will get some food sprouting up in the next few weeks and you'll be like, wow, I can't believe I grew that and that nature works. Um, but you can do it. And then, and then think about all that time, um, and money that you save from going to the grocery store because, you know, maybe you want to make a salad or you want to, um, have some hot vegetable and you just reach 
out the window and, and you grab it and you eat it and it's fresh and it's like the healthiest thing you can do for yourself. And, and, and you're taking, uh, as Mona Lisa was kind of alluding to, you know, you're taking out that, 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 you know, that last mile that, um, all the transportation of food, it's, it's wonderful that here in the Bay area that we're so conscious of the need for healthy, organic, non-GMO food, but many of the ways that we end up getting it is through these larger stores who have to, you know, ship it in and, and use, you know, gas and, uh, gasoline to, to load the trucks, to, to get here, to package it and all these things, um, so we can we can start with these small little solutions. Um, so get out there and grow a garden. Well, hey Val. Hey Dave. You remember uh, there's this brother from from Belgium who was coming by here regularly. Max. Who had, who, what? Max. Max, who invented this idea, of what he called the the uh, the garden tower. Right. Which was like a tower, like a pyramid, mm-hmm. with the uh, food being grown. Uh, growing out of it out of like balconies around the tower and then inside was nutrients was was earthworm that earthworm colony and they and you could see one of those that was a, that idea was time wasn't quite right but right but it is now and you see one of those growing growing amazingly if you go to to the where the free farm stand is between just off treat in between 22nd and 23rd there in the park uh, there in the park, he has it there. Yeah, and I, I think and he has, be, I think he has one in Mission High School too. I hope so. Yeah, he, his yeah. mission was to get it around, and because he got a plan, he had it. So all this is coming together. It was like last night, where all people brought their individual poetry, but the theme that emerged was a common theme, theme about sustainability, peace, love, and understanding, and we're doing more together than any of us can do on our own. In fact, it was the. Uh, Pretty much the theme that's emerging on this very show. Very show. So we're a voice of all that. Is that right, Val? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's completely. <laughs> and here would be the library lady. I'm talking about Ellison. Ellison, yeah. what do you have something to bring to the mix about just this? Well, it's a funny thing that on KPFA, a few weeks ago, there was a lady talking about decolonizing your diet. Interesting. What is well, um, her name tell us is? More about that. Well, there's two: Luz Calvo and Catriona Esquibel. They will be at the library March, uh, May 14th. Excuse me, for our Mission Branch Library, uh, Mission Branch Open House and Cinco de Mayo celebration. Oh, nice! So that'll start at 11 a.m. with Children's Petting Zoo. <laughs> 12 o'clock. Teen lip glam um, that may or may not be organic, but it will be local. And um, <laughs> then we can talk about healthy eating with Decolonize Your Diet. They have a website, and uh, let's see that website. They're also on Facebook. It's called decolonizeyourdiet.org, and decolonize is one L, like colony. It is all about how our ancestors ate. They mostly focus on Central and South America, but North Americans can think about it also, as well as think about your native country or where your parents and grandparents and 
and probably better even think about your great-grandparents. What were they growing? They all grew their own food way back. And um, what they say on their Facebook is, our ancestors ate a healthy, plant-based diet here in Central and South America and North America, for some extent, corn, beans, squash, wild greens, herbs, and fruits. Now, I also happen to know that the Plains Indians ate wild rice. You mix wow. wild rice with homegrown beans and you have a full protein. That's right. I learned that from Diet for a Small Planet, which I would also recommend it. Um, a wonderful, timeless book. And I have one more. This one I also heard about on KPFA. Dr. John Puma talks about make healthy eating fun by colorizing your meals. Go for the rainbow, the red, the purple, the green, the white, the orange. Don't forget yellow for lemons, corn, even those flowers in your garden might be healthy. And anyway, Dr. John Puma, um, wonderful, um, upbeat person, and um, yep, colorizing your diet, decolonize <laughs> it, and um, grow as much as you can with in your backyard or in your apartment or with your neighbors. The library also often throughout, often throughout the year, we will offer um, container gardening. Oh, nice. Including um, organic herb container gardening. Um, there's a lot of those uh, types of programs going around. So look them up. Beautiful. And, um, and don't forget your uh, farmer's market. Yeah. yeah. Hold on. Continue those thoughts. Oh, hey, hey, everybody. I'm, I'm going to go right over to the hunger strike. You are? Okay. I'll come from, I'm, uh, thanks to my ladies. And okay. I'll call in from there. All right. I'll be and watching for the phone to ring. Here, and everybody's got to do what they have to do. And Richard is going to lend a hand with that. All right. Great. And, uh, I'm talking to me what I have to do. <laughs> okay. well, all you have to do is that everybody gets a chance to can do what they came to do. You know what I'm talking about? Hey, brother. Ambassador. And, and, uh, and Pope said the dome was amazing, and Richard, it couldn't have happened without you. Yeah. Uh, hell yeah. So anyway, I'm going to do that. I'll call in. So watch for a phone call. Okay, Dave. I'll be watching for the phone. Okay, perfect. All right. Absolutely. And um, so, yeah, if you're out there listening to mutinyradio.fm, stay tuned. We're going to be having Diamond Dave's going out to the hunger strike as we speak, it's going to be calling in um, so we can hear from the hunger strikers live here on Mutiny Radio. Um, but I want to get back to the library, lady, because um, you're so you have so many resources to offer. Of course, because you're a librarian, and I also love how you told people how to spell decolonize with only one L. I love that. I love that. Um, so you're talking. <laughs> so I see you've got a couple other things that you wanted to announce yeah, or share. Please. I do. Go I on. wanted to plug. Speaking of homegrown, organic, local, fresh. Don't forget your farmer's markets. Um, I have a few cards here just to remind people about Mission Community Market. It's one of the newest ones that popped up in the city. It's on 22nd Street um, every Thursday afternoon. 
and it runs till the evening, 4 to 8 p.m. You can look it up, um, Mission Mercado, Mission Community Market. They're on Facebook and on the web, missioncommunitymarket.org. And also a plug for um, those fun activities like live music. They invite uh, musicians to um, play there. You can come to the market and talk to Valentina about how that would work. Um, she can connect you to the right people. And um, they have a, li a live stage there. They do DJs, folk music. I've seen many musicians there who I know are right here from the mission, um, including um, Diana Gameros, who I've seen at Mission Map a few times. So that's my plug for um, the market. And don't forget, you can use your credit card. You can also use EBT. If you're one of those people that has the EP, EBT credit card, many of these markets do let you buy tokens, and then you can purchase all kinds of great stuff to bring home that's, with you. That's so cool. And where is the Mission Community Market? You said it's Thursdays from 4 to 8. Yes. Yeah, 20, uh, 20, uh, 22nd and between Valencia and Guerrero. Yeah, it's where the place that keeps burning. It's, on, it's at the place where it keeps burning down. Well, that's right. It's wow. between Mission and Valencia. Uh, the closest yep. cross street is Bartlett. Okay. Yep. So yep. right there by so the Mission right. Branch Library. It's right two blocks away. Oh, oh two and, blocks um, away. That's on the 24th. I'm kind of hooked yeah. on those homemade tamales they have. Oh, how could you not be? Uh, we're so we're so lucky to be in this in this area so so rich with culture and rich with cultural food and options and the neighborhood has richard oh, no. and richard <laughs> i think richard's here to talk about the last few days of poetry month oh. <laughs> well library lady thank you so much yes. i'm so glad you're here and thank you for bringing little little uh, snacks here for people here to enjoy you are listening to women um, <laughs> you were you're listening you you're were listening to women's magazine um <laughs> you're listening to the common thread collective here on mutiny radio.fm but we are here at mutiny Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida Streets, right at the corner. You can't miss us. We're across the street from the, the great little pupuseria Doña Teres. Um, and uh, we'd love to have you come down and join us some Friday here from 3 to 6. And uh, there's a whole lot of other shows going on here at Mutiny Radio that you can check out. A lot of live shows. Um, but, you know this is our show we like to think it's, it's, just, it's a unique experience would you say Richard? Oh there is no other <laughs> <laughs> not that I know of but I mean you know there's plenty of uh, pirate radio or whatever you want to call it which I love uh, across the country and uh, but this tends to be my favorite since it's in my own backyard so this is where I come and we're so happy that you do um, let's talk about yeah do you have something else you were going to announce or should we talk about uh Yesterday, well, poetry. I'm, I'm just hopeful that we can start doing a little more and putting our faces out there so that they can't ignore us, that they know we're here because they keep hearing about all this poetry stuff that's going on, like they hear about the poetry under the dome. And, you know, and then, then we can get ourselves a little more known, whether it's the uh, painters, the script writers, any of the stuff. I think the artists of the community has to come out more. Um, so that they know we're here, and, and as has been talked about before, that we are a force to be dealt with. And if we join each other in the artist community, that makes us stronger. Um, so my hope is, is that we can start talking to each other more, 
and try to figure out amongst us in solidarity as to what we can do. And I think there are things we can do. One is turn to your neighbor and start talking. Uh, that's always a good start because everybody says, well, what can I do? Hmm. Well, start talking. Yeah. Talk to your neighbor. Talk to your friends. Say, hey, look, I don't have the solution. I have this as a solution. Maybe that's not the right idea. Like I'd like to go around with a, a, a funeral pyre and say that, uh, you know, we're not going to die like this. Hmm. Uh, and, and go to all the different places that poetry has started and has gone to, and all those places have been gentrified. And to speak about that, I, I, you know, these are some of the ideas I have, but I know there's a lot of brain power out there. Whether we like it or not, we do have an intellect, and I certainly hope people start using it. <laughs> and use everything you've got, like John Trudell said. Use everything you got. There are people who have big brains out there and use very little. And there are people who may have smaller intellect but use every bit of it. Now, which one do you think has got more, who's more admirable? <laughs> so. Well, we did have, I mean, last night at, at, at City Hall, um, Dan Brady, gotta love him, uh, who still puts out the poetry, San Francisco Poetry Open Mic calendar. So it, it shows where all the poetry open mics are around town. And I believe that's the one that E.K. used, um, E.K. Keith, who went around to all the open mics to try to, uh, to, to gather community representative poets to show up at City Hall last night. Um, so we, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm with you in the sense of, uh, you know, preserving the spaces that we do have and celebrating them. And um, but also. Yeah, having those conversations. Well, the diversity of this town is just so wonderful. I mean, you know, I, I want to try to get, and I have, uh, you know, in some ways, uh, I, I'm trying to get the people from the mission to come over to the hate. I'm trying to get the people from the hate to come over to the mission. We all need to come together in some way or another. We are not separate. And I go to all these poetry reads, and let me tell you, the poetry scene and the mission is hot. <laughs> it is hot. It's hot. It's, it's hot for the women. It's hot for the uh, people who live in, in the mission, whether you're white or, or no matter where you come from, it's hot there because it's community. And uh, they accept me, and I'm a white man, so, you know, and I accept, I've always accepted them. I've read that piece about uh, there was more to her than just being the coolest, about uh, how I was influenced when I was 11 years old. And I was influenced because I got the hell out of Fort Recovery where there was nothing but white people. And I got to a community where there were people of color. And I got to, I got to have that experience, and everybody in this country needs to do that. Once you do that, you can start losing your damn racism that you were taught, because then you start finding out, boy, that was a load of crap. <laughs> and 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 uh, good point. And and so uh, there's just too much fear about other people, and I just don't get it. Yeah. Uh, I'm not afraid of anybody. I accept everybody. Unless they treat me like something, like I'm a dog, you know. Well, dogs dogs are good. I don't like those terms. Dogs actually get yeah. treated really well in San Francisco these days. Yeah, it seems like better than most people. Sometimes. So, so uh, I guess what I'm just trying to say is dump the garbage and let all that stuff go because some of that stuff was taught to you. you got to think on your own and experience life and learn how to be a human being again because we have forgotten. Yeah, and and I think a, a lot of those th a lot of those you know kind of ingrained um, beliefs are, you know, they're subtle. You know, um, 
you might not notice it until you get out of your bubble. I was, Absolutely. Um, as you know, I wasn't here last week. Um, I got, it, it was really nice. I got invited back to speak at, at my high school here in San Francisco to some of the young writers um, who had put together writing week. And, uh, and um, you know, we ended, they had, they had a lot of great questions about inspiration and, and, uh, and, and one, one of the students asked about writer's block and, what I, my advice for writer's block was to, to get, to have a change of scene, you know, and it doesn't mean that you're going to go someplace new and sit down and write something epic and, and amazing, but just getting a change of scenery, stepping out of your comfort zone that you were talking about, you know, whether it's something simple as going to some new type of event you've never been to, or if it's just going to a different city, you know, I mean, I was talking to teenagers. So, you know, when you're a teenager, you're often just kind of in your own, you know, the world that's been kind of set out for you. Um, or if it's something uh, bigger and, and you're going to a different country and, and, and immersing yourself in a radically different culture. Um, it's not that you are going to, you know, get rid of writer's block simply by going and sitting in a new, you know, corner of the park, but you might. Um, but really, I think it, it, anything that adds to the richness of your experience, that that great, uh, that poem you want to write, that story you want to tell, um, that lesson that you that you get from it doesn't always come immediately. You know, it might be something where, you, where it comes later. Um, the example I used is, you know, I've been I've been writing since I was a kid, um, poetry predominantly, but of course, you know, going through school and, and essays and I, I write on my blog, globalval.blogspot.com. Um, so I do some prose too. And, 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 you know, it's kind of a variety of, of, of things. Um, but when I, when I traveled in Southeast Asia for a few months, I kept a, a fairly small notebook actually. It was thick, but it was small. Um, but I, I didn't, I, as I, as I looked back at it, I hadn't written a lot of poetry. I had actually written more kind of journal stuff, you know, trying to keep, you know, like I want to remember these things. Um, but then afterwards is when all the poetry started to flow from it. Um, or more so. And so, um, kind of like you're saying, Richard, just anything to um, enrich your experience, step out of your bubble and, and see what other people are up to. People you've never met before, um, you know, artists who are doing something that uh, would have never occurred to you personally. Um, it's, it's just about getting together. And that's what's really nice about being here at the Common Thread Collective is the door is open and our minds and hearts are open too. And it was really great last night to be at City Hall to have all those various communities of poets um, representing uh, the you know, those different groups and, and locations. Uh, and that's another thing is, the youth, is getting yeah. the youth involved in, in writing and poetry. Mm -hmm. uh, what I do every time I go somewhere and I see some young, young woman or young man, I first, I ask them, I said, uh, do you write? Nice. And if I didn't find that they don't write, I said, so I ask them, well, what floats your boat? Well, music. I said, well, then that's what you need to do. And I said, you need to do it not because you're going to make it, but because it floats your boat and it makes you happy. <laughs> so that's the only reason to do it. And if you make money off of it, all the much better. But um, so I always try. I always try to get people to to do what floats their boat because if they don't, and they have to live in this empire, they will go crazy. Yeah. Well, then you sink, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, 
And I don't think they want us to do that. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Richard. Do you have a poem you'd like to share? And then I'm going to play some music. And then uh, we do have the open mic portion uh, for sure. We've got a few folks here. Well, Speaking yeah, of music and writers. Music. Yeah, you want to do we a little music? Any music? You know what I've got? I've got... Um, I got I got your John John Trudello. Oh, wonderful! Is it wonderful. Si- sitting in here? So uh, let's let's turn it up uh, and see which one we've landed let's upon. Let's see. How about? You're listening to the Common Thread Collective on Mutiny Radio. Some people say we are born. Some people say we enter this world. Some people say we die. Some people say we continue on. There are crazed humans out there. They exist, mad as in possessed. Something is nothing, never enough. They forgot how to be fair. Crazed humans want to own everything. No matter what they have to do, money and things become their drug. Driven, not caring about being. In madness, crazed humans poisoning the water and the air, disrespecting the mother. going nowhere. Children of Earth, be careful. Doing one's best is very good. Mistakes are part of the lesson. We are sunshine and clouds. We are water and rivers flow. Remember the mother. Crazed humans forgot her. Crazed humans speaks of me and mine, disregarding the us, we, and ours, propagandizing not to care, brainwashing not to share. Some people say we are bored. Some people say we enter this world. Some people say we die. Some people say we continue on. Welcome back to the Common Thread Collective here, uh, broadcasting live from MutinyRadio.fm here in the Mission District. And Diamond Dave, our, our, our fearless, uh, far-out, far-flung correspondent, 
has gotten a ride over to the Mission Police Station uh, over on Valencia at 17th because there's the hunger strike going on um, of people who have been out there for, uh, we believe, up to 10, I believe it's like 10 days now um, out there on hunger strike uh, to try to get the the city's attention about the police violence here in San Francisco. So on the phone now, uh, live from the hunger strike, Diamond Dave, are you there? Yo, hey, people. It's Diamond Dave, as you heard. It is beehive activity in front of the nation police station where people are coming through. Because their brothers and one sister are on hunger strike. I believe you're in your eighth day now. Is that right? Ninth day. How's the deal? Hey, well, anyway, here we are on Unity Radio, and they're existing on water, and uh, and uh, some Jews, he's, he's got, uh, he's got highness coconut water here. That's what's getting him through, and he's reading the season of the rich, which, so he's still able to read the words that fall, falling into a jumbo, but they'd be here. And hey, brother, he's so awesome. What are you doing here? Tell, tell the people. Peace, my brother Diamond Dave and Mutiny Radio. How's everybody out there? You know, we just chilling. We're on our ninth day. Um, pretty weak, focused, determined, and um, trying to get Chief Sir fired, San Francisco Police Chief Sir fired, and have Mayor Ed Lee resign, or we're going to recall him in the um, next general election in November. So we're um, feeling good, all five of us. And um, thank you for all the prayers and all the support from the community. Thank you, Celeste. Well and and, and uh, hey, Dave, why don't you ask him uh, how how they would like community support? What can oh, what can people said. do? Hey, the question is, how can the community support you? Um, you can just pray for us, you know, and you can go to um, uh, room 200 in City Hall and request to talk to Ed Lee and tell him how you feel, and call and and tell your dissatisfaction to the San Francisco Police Department Chief Sir to uh, ask if he can step down or give you reasons why you think he should step down. Um, we're right in front of the Mission Police Station uh, on Valencia, right in the heart of the mission. And um, we're just holding space and um, we're looking forward to the next couple of days. And, and what about the people, the brothers and sisters uh, coming down? showing their support, saying howdy, and maybe playing a little music. A little music, a little music. I know like Phil Cambio, whose sisters were playing last night. Oh, in fact, uh, we had uh, last night was the Poems Under the Dome, and Brother uh, Jorge Molina was there and did the Four Directions, the Four Directions Fair, and dedicated to you folks, your brothers and one sister, right here at 16th Admission. So I think, that, to me, I'd like to see a lot of folks come down here. What do you think, Sir? Yeah, tell them to come on down, come on down and um, come vibe and, you know, we'll figure it out, you know, but we, we really need to rest. So I'm going to just thank you guys for holding us down out there and um, shout out to Mutiny Radio and Diamond, Diamond uh, Dave, a legend in the radio industry in um, San Francisco, period, going way back. So um, it's a privilege to be online with him and um, reaching his listeners. So y'all come on out and support us and power to the people, y'all. Yeah. Right on. Oh, yeah, brother. It's so good to see you guys. It's so good to see what you're doing. And I'll say it again. Part of the people. It's about doing more together than any of us can do on our own. Community. Hey, take it away, Val. Hey, Dave. Has anyone else out there want to want to jump on and 
I know that they're conserving their energy, but if they want to jump on and kind of give a brief uh, synopsis as to why they're out there. I mean, we know why, but, you know, let's hear if we can hear it directly from them. Did I lose Dave? Lost Dave. All right. Well, maybe he'll call back. Um, Wow. Okay. So that was straight from the hunger strike happening here in San Francisco. That was Selassie Blackwell talking uh, on behalf of all the strikers out there who are uh, demanding that the the mayor step down and or fire the police chief. Um, Of course, we were talking earlier um, because of the the uh, incredible amount of um, police killings that have happened uh, here in San Francisco. And, uh, of course it's a, it's a national, national problem. So, um, I'm going to try to get Diamond Dave to call back, but we'll see to get a little more info. But again, like they said, send them your best, uh, stop by and say hi. And, uh, if you want to act on their behalf in a civic way, you can go down to city hall and, uh, you can always go to the public, um, the public comments, which is happens every, every Tuesday at city hall in the upstairs chamber of, uh, the board of supervisors at starting at 2 PM. Uh, they, they're, you know, they're doing, they're working on legislation and hearings and such, um, all together as the board. Um, but there is the public comment portion where if you, um, wait your turn, you can have, uh, two minutes to address the board. Anyhow, um, getting back, uh, we're here at Mutiny Radio and then we'll play a little more music and we're going to hear next from a couple other events that are happening and then we're going to have some music live. Fix that only lasts for a while. Held breath awaits the next move. Lightning Dancer is laying the groove. Cool thunder comes riding the flash. Becoming storm, predator can't pass. Within the grasp of the fiery feather, there's a thread that pulls it together. In the chasm between motive and intent, there's a thread that pulls it together. Somewhere between darkness and light, a shadow where nothing knows right. Someplace at the cross and a dream. Someone is dirty, the image unclean. Material junkies hold out hands, praying hard for a better deal. Cardholder smiles and shuffles away. His luck just gets better each day.
right, Lizzie, you're here with us at Mutiny Radio. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Global Val. And uh, here in the studio, we've got our friend Cynthia, who was here, was at the City Hall last night for Poems Under the Dome, to let us know about what's coming up. Hey, Cynthia, good to see you. Good to see you, too. Um, There will be a town hall state of emergency meeting at St. Anthony's Foundation Wednesday, May 4th. That's 5-4 from 1.30 to 5.30 p.m. at St. Anthony's Foundation. And the meeting is about... And St. Anthony's Foundation is 150 Golden Gate Avenue. It is to share information and activate around solutions to San Francisco's current homeless crisis. Dinner is provided. And this is at the Town Hall State of Emergency, Wednesday, 5-4, to 5-30 p.m. at St. Anthony's, 150 Golden Gate Avenue. Please come and invite your share, your information on solutions, on resources for food, habitat for humanity, such as community centers helping people sign up for housing, how community volunteers, such as Food Not Bombs and the church food programs are giving food out and the ones that give food on the street, uh, map vans and getting people to medical needs, and mobile showers that are Mary Showered is doing, and public bathrooms. Uh, where to donate tents and pop-up carts, which you could donate on the street as well, but organizations that are giving out blankets and tents, and solutions on legalizing camping to stop the violence and targeting of people on the street. Legalizing camping and having facilities with open showers and toilets will stop the violence. Um, Come share your ideas on solutions to the crisis of homelessness at St. Anthony's. Uh, Wednesday 5-4. Thank you. Wow. Thank you so much for for, uh, bringing that to everyone's attention. And, um, you know, if you're out there listening and you you like missed it um i i always post um what we did here on the show on our facebook page common thread collective um and kind of give everybody the details again so again wednesday 5 4 from 1 30 to 5 30 p.m at st anthony's foundation um and then is there a number or a website or something if anybody wants to get more information or uh i just want people to come out just come out and uh, you can always stop by the um community art spaces the one that's on market street at six that has uh, free classes and resource kiosk for different resources and is organizing around also getting people outdoors uh, doing art and silk screening and therapy or clay work and also getting people signed up for different um, resources that they need medically or housing so these are great artists that are teaching and um doing community building nice and are are you one of those artists who's out there or how did you get uh, involved with doing all this uh i was uh i worked in the homeless garden in santa cruz growing food for food justice for two years and was uh we were serving um greens that we grew in the garden and uh, bringing them to the community churches and downtown um i'd go to the art center and uh, i've enjoyed doing silk screening and painting there nice so yeah. that so that art center is is on sixland market you said 
Yeah, Six and Market is the art center. Um, I also have gone to the Free Farm uh, stand and would bring greens to the community center at North Beach Citizens that helps sign people up and get medical and housing as well. They're on Kearney Street, and they have a community breakfast, so they were a really big help for me when after I had cancer surgery, and uh, that's when I went and worked at the homeless garden yeah and then this organization helped me sign up for housing and get some help with medical wow. so they were uh in return i wanted to give back so i'd bring greens from the community center and uh, go juicing and uh you know bring healthy salad and greens to the north beach community center and there's several centers down around market street that do help sign people up when they're you know, have a medical or, and there's the map van that takes people to the hospital. There's different resources people can find out how they can volunteer for or get jobs with or, you know, just doing outreach, the different churches that do outreach on the street. And that's what we did at the homeless garden. We would feed anyone who came by and volunteered or any of the hobas on the tracks or take greens downtown or do teaching about nutritional healing for um, that's what, um, one of the things that is needed on the street is people doing outreach for nutrition and health, like having nutritionists and nurses, like for skin ailments or just yeah. the nutritional, just having the greens like kale and chard from the community garden, which Marie was just talking about. Those are all like providing calcium and nutrition. Amaranth was, you know, the Miwoks, the Native Americans have a lot of skills in wild crafting and doing wild craft gardens and just how to uh, have these skills and bring, like, bring this nutritional healing into the community. Yeah, and, and I think that and, and it's so important because I, I think about, you know, people who are homeless or who are, you know, on the brink of homelessness and obviously have limited resources. And, you know, often when, when you don't have, you know, money to spend on healthy food, you try, you know, tend to buy what's available for the cheapest amount, which as we know, and you can see it, uh, all around you is, it's not always the the healthiest food and I, and I think about that about how you know people who are in these very vulnerable positions um, really need to have uh, special resources to get those types of healthy foods um, because it can make such a huge difference I mean I know even you know if you if, if, if I don't if I uh, you know don't eat healthy for a couple days you know I realize wow I haven't really had you know greens or something and you know I've just been go 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 I mean you, you can feel it in your in your body in your in your um in your brain you know, your brain health your ability to function and and make you know you know make the good decisions and have have words come out of your mouth sounding right um you know it's just so important and uh, I don't I don't it's it's scary to me how it gets overlooked um so much so thank you yeah uh, um in uh, seattle there's a seven acre wild craft gathering garden and it would be wonderful to see a wild craft gathering orchard in golden gate and presidio where people could go through and just pick for themselves what they're hungry to eat that's all natural and just having clear drinking water right too. 
Right. Yeah, water. My goodness. Yeah, I was talking to Mona Lisa, who was here earlier at the beginning of the show. Um, I was talking to her um, a couple weeks back um, about this idea that that she and uh, another another uh, artist here in the community were talking about about trying to petition the city so that all uh, all of these like DPW spaces that are already being taken care of by the city, which is you know whether it be the the um, the islands in, in the middle of the streets, you know, that are watered and weeded, you know, because they have plants there and flowers, which is nice. You know, we have these green aspects to our streets. But to try to see if we if we could maybe create a, a program where these DPW areas, which are already being funded and, and taken care of by DPW, um, if they could be places where food can be grown, you know, maybe volunteers can come in and plant things. But it would be free available food throughout the city um because if you do lose your job that day and you're walking home and your family can still eat because you can pick some food like that's just out there on the street you know i think this is this is the type of uh, uh revolution that that's actually going to add to the <laughs> to our to our livelihood so yeah yeah that was one of the um solutions i sent into the public architecture to their general resource when they do the calls for public architecture would be to have community greenhouses where that would be like rest stations you could sit in as well with solar light and um, clear you know running water but the need for also having bathrooms on every street corner is really needed in this city because that would stop a lot of the pollution and Alamany Farms is a three-acre community garden. Anyone can go in and volunteer to pick and uh, harvest. And so, uh, some of that produce goes to the free farm stand that serves this community and the mission, which is great. Cool. Yeah. Well, Cynthia, thank you so much for bringing in, for coming in, and for bringing all this great information and resources, and let people getting getting the word out. Yeah. Glad to see you. Glad to see you too. And that's uh, that's on uh, Wednesday, uh, five four, May fourth, one thirty to five thirty at St. Anthony's Foundation. So, can, please come by and see what you can do to help out or share. And and uh, come back and let us know how things went. Right. So we can keep an update and maybe we can spread that out. Whatever comes out. Yeah. Exactly. Thanks, Richard. Hey. There's a reason why why Dave tapped you to oh. to. Uh, <laughs> keep things rolling around here and and, uh, <laughs> and make sure everybody gets to say what they got to say but yeah go with those great 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 well great. you know i'm glad she's doing that and I'm, I'm just thankful that we we live here and that there are a lot of activists we probably have more activists here than most places <laughs> so we stand a better chance and maybe we can show the rest of them finally again that san francisco knows how to do it yeah, yeah. The the city that knows how, right? That was the that it used was the, to be us. It's no longer. That was the uh, that was the quote from the World's Fair of 1915. The city that knows how, yeah. San Francisco. Um, how to dot dot dot. Um, well, we know how to throw a, a radio show around here, I think. And I see that our friends are up on stage. And I'm talking about Rainbow and Drift, who are gonna give us a couple songs, fellas. Yeah, sure. Glad to have you. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I'm ready to go whenever you say, okay. This is called Little Miss Misery. Mm -hmm. 
Butterfly Lament. Okay. Let me be your 
North Sunny Day When things are going your way Going your way Oh, you know I wouldn't die for you, babe And anything you wanted me to do Oh, but there you are Like a luminous Us, Thanks. Thank you. And thank you also, not just for being here and playing music, um, spreading the love in your music, but also for this really cool picture that you that you painted of Santana, of Carlos Santana. He, 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 uh, 
Well, I wanted to give you guys something to show my appreciation and love and support, even though I don't have any money. (laughs) But you've got so much to give. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Gave me a nice piece of John Lennon yesterday or the day before. Wow. I want to thank him for that one, too. Really cool. Really cool. Yeah, this picture of Santana that he painted. Santana's holding his guitar, um, but he's in this very pastoral, like, scene, and there's, like, flamingos in there. It's kind of wild, so um, very cool. Very cool. I'm glad I could get it to you. We appreciate it. We'll put it, we'll find a good spot for it up here in the station somewhere. So, um, oh, look who walked in. So, um, Oh, we we lost James Conrad to to the to the streets, but he'll be back. So when he comes back, let's let him get set up. If you maybe want to let him know, uh, he can set up and if he's gonna play with uh, I don't know Bloodflower if you're gonna play with him. Um, but in the meantime, look who showed up, Richard. It's Ek Keith. Yes, I know. Hello, Val. From, uh, Hello, Richard. I think it was yesterday. <laughs> Was it only yesterday? It's hard to believe, isn't it? It really is. You know, I've uh, I've had quite quite the whirlwind open mic tour of San Francisco this year, and it's it's been amazing. I I think you know every every year I I pretty much say I think this was my favorite year ever, (laughs) but we had. So many, the majority of the people reading this year were new voices. And that was real cool, y'all. It, it, was, it was really inspiring to hear everybody. And there's just such a like kaleidoscopic soundscape of ideas and topics and perspectives and styles. Yeah, it was. And ages. It was freaking beautiful it was it was amazing it really was i i was and and you know there were a lot of you know you went around to the open mics and got community representative poets so we had all these this patchwork of voices from across the city but then the people who won who got their name drawn out of the big green hat last night to who just like come in and put their name in the back there were some real dark horses who came out of there too i know i was really amazing moved. i was really moved by lady rev oh dude i loved lady rev's poem and i love that she brought like seven kids with her um that you know i made sure they all got a poster because it seemed like they were pretty into it and uh, the gentleman i read later was that that were they together red lady red and no they seem to be talking to each other i I thought they were all family no no that was it javier reyes yeah, the bigger guy. Yeah, yeah, he's he was pretty awesome, yeah, he right? Was. He totally yeah. brought it. Um, you know, he's he's kind of a, a local slam star, but he also does youth development work, and he brought completely different kids. So yeah, they were just networking. <laughs> I, I kept going ho when I like somebody. And those kids looked at me, and I said, "Well, that's what native people say when they really approve something. You go ho." Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I like saying ho rather than clapping my hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had such a such a wide variety, like you said, of, of ages. I love that that we had so many young people out there um, to to listen and to perform. A lot of a lot of kids performed and just young people. Yeah. 
We had how so those girls who started with the Spark program. Yeah. They they, they were very little little humans, I, but they I were believe, apparently in middle school. Yeah, I think they were sixth graders. Wow. Yeah. Pretty cool. And uh, the the taller one, mm-hmm. um, Grace. I think it was Grace and Daya and Sophia. Maybe mm-hmm. they were wonderful. But yeah, the 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 old the girl who was clear. I think she was an eighth grader. So we had a couple of sixth graders. Their poem was really really cool. You know the the two girls who did the team poem. Yeah, they were talking about how about being strong, what it means to be strong. Yeah, and all these like misconceptions of what strength is, and that uh, and they did a, it was it was almost a little. Um, I mean, it was uh, I can never think of the word I want for this, but um, it wasn't it it wasn't tongue in cheek. It wasn't it wasn't like joking, but it was a little bit sarcastic about ironic. It, Maybe, but it, they had that that little tone in there that was like, "Oh, you think you can't be strong? You can't. You think that like being there for your friend isn't being strong? You know?" Right. It was daring. Yeah, daring. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, daring. they were. They were. They were really good. Forward. Yeah. Yeah, and they were like, "Nobody's perfect. Everybody's pretty much okay." And I was right. like, "That's." Yes. Like that's very open hearted. I mean, it's really easy not to love your neighbor and to be like, that guy's bad. And they're just like, no, everybody's pretty much okay. (laughs) How accepting. The the trans community was there too. Yeah. We, you know, that's the thing. I, I, we, we had a a beautiful, uh, participation by like all of the cultures who make their home in San Francisco, and those are, you know, from from all of our different communities well, of I, culture, I, 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 whether they are race based yeah. or, you know, gender, gender based or. I invited them out to out to um, sacred grounds to do the reading. You know? Super we cool. We gotta mix this all up, man. Yeah, it's really that's how good. we know about each other. That's well, you know, that's my goal is to, you know really really create something special with all the different voices that we have because people have a lot of stereotypes about poetry i think that aren't true yeah yeah and you were a real um in the non-colonial sense a real poetry pilgrim this year ek as you as you generally are but going around to all these open mics and making the connections and and seeing what was out there i'm i'm proud to know you thanks val (laughs) I, I, you know, I have to admit, I had a really good time. (laughs) Um, I don't usually go out that much and it's just only in April. I, I revert to like a a younger era of my life and I go out like not quite every night, but almost, I think I did 22 poetry events. Well, I mean, if you count today and yesterday, that would be, this would be 24 today. (laughs) <laughs> wild. I know. I am just a little bit wild. It's true. <laughs> In a real cool kind of way. Especially when she gets her hair put up. Look out. I know. It's all on top of my head today. <laughs> <laughs> she whips it around. <laughs> so you got a, I see you got a notebook there. I, I do. What's I actually, in the notebook? Well, there's some poems in here. You want to hear one? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so... You know, what's today? The 29th? It of is. Of course it would be. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, you know, I've been writing a poem a day for National Poetry Month. Amazing. Even yesterday, I actually... Okay, y'all. Okay, before I get to my poems, I have to digress just to, like, self-report about... You know, I just talked about how I revert to a younger age. So, you know, I had to take the sound system back. And uh, I was totally like, after party time, oh, yeah, it's going to be great. You know? <laughs> yeah, you were going to go out to 16th and Mission. I was going to go out to 16th and Mission and go to the bar and do, you know, like really do the after party thing. And so I get home, you know schlep all the crap downstairs and then I you know I'm like um you know I'm gonna change out of this dress and then I was like before that I was like you know maybe a shower would be nice but then what happened is I actually just I ran a a tub and I was like I'll just I'll just soak for a few minutes and then I got in there and I was like you know it would be a terrible waste of water in a drought to only be in here a few minutes I'm just gonna (laughs) I'm just yeah. going to stay in here. There you go. And I completely, completely forgot that I was supposed to go to an after party for poetry. And I soaked in the bathtub. And then I went to bed. Nice. <laughs> that sounds <laughs> like a lovely evening. Late. It was really great. It was, like, definitely not an after party. But it was it was a really, it was really nice. Well, it's a decompression, really. I, I, mean, I hardly ever take a hot bath. You're a very responsible water citizen. I really try to be. I mean, you know, who doesn't love a hot bath? I would take one every day if we weren't in a drought, but we are. <laughs> and that's irresponsible. Word. Word. <laughs> so so you want to hear this poem? I do. Okay, we do. So to, to, to get back on track, like I uh, wrote a poem a day, and this one, this one's from near the beginning of the month. Um, you know Charlie Getter. He's a long-term event volunteer who charlie getter who you know you know that guy (laughs) he's like about this tall and you know he's a poet oh yeah okay charlie yeah he'll talk to anybody charlie getter charlie getter yeah that guy ah charlie getter (laughs) i know he's so good he he tries to be bad but that's just a cover don't tell anybody everybody all right we we won't tell our thousands of listeners right now yeah thousands of listeners don't tell charlie getter that we think he's all right all right so he he challenged a a bunch of of poets um i think on april fool's day if i'm remembering properly to come up with a poem that included weather leather and beer (laughs) And he hasn't heard this yet. Yeah. So I, you know, I love it. Sometimes I love prompts and sometimes I don't, but this, so here's what I wrote. And of course I cheated. (laughs) It's called climate change. This heat grips me like the pleather embrace of a discount dominatrix. I like it. You may call me perverse, but I like it, this new heat in northern cities. San Francisco's never been a frigid bitch, and she's always been for sale. Her sweat stinks of sweet steam beer. It's sometimes hard to navigate her Silicon Valleys, her devil's curves, but I cling to her commands. Flip that switch. Drive me. Drive, drive. Her wish is my command. I'm a willing slave, and everything I do heats her up. Sweat dribbling down fishnets into stiletto boots. 
Okay. You like that, Val? <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> I like all. I like all your work. It's Thanks. It's, it's bold. Is it? Yeah. You know, I just get ideas and write them down, That's and then I do. work it up. That's you know, you I want. You know what the secret is? There's a secret. Yeah, revising. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, the secret is revising, actually. <laughs> that is interesting because I last week when I was uh, visiting my old high school, talking to the writing students, somebody one of the students asked me a great question. They said, "How much time do you spend editing or revising?" And I had to tell her, pretty much none. <laughs> I said, "You know, I, I said occasionally there have been a few times where I've written something and then it kind of went off track, and then I went back to it." And, and I was like, I like this part of it, maybe cleaned it up. Um, but, but I tend to just let, let, let sleeping poems lie, you know, and, and if I go back to it, I'm just kind of saying, oh, well, that's what I was thinking about at the time. Now, now Val, you realize you're participating in a beat tradition of first word, best word. Hey, it's pretty and, cool. And you know what? Uh, speaking of first word, best word, I like what you do, EK, because I was talking to you about, you know, when you memorize a poem and then you get up there and you're like, I don't know if I'm actually saying this right. I like how you call it final edits. Well, it it is actually because when I memorize anything that's crappy, usually it falls out in the performance. It, it, interesting, huh? Yeah. And I've I've learned the best thing is not to fight it, like to let to let the, the edit happen in the performance. Final but see, edits. now I think the lesson here is that every every poet has to find her or his yeah. own way yeah. through like the, the 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 stages of writing and like how you produce your work and pre- present your work on the page and on the stage, and that leaving it alone or revising are both things for all you poets out there to try in your own work and to figure out your own path. And that whole thing about writer's block, the way I get over that is I just go out. Oh, yeah. You're going to see something. You're going to find something you want to say something about. Mm -hmm. That's all you have to do. If you stay in your house, well, then it's only you. Or you can react to something you hear from the media or something. But I like going out because then I see. I see what's going on. And I'm sort of a reporter, actually. I'm, I'm, I'm someone who, who looks back and was glad, although I was writing back then, it stunk. And I'm glad now, <laughs> I'm glad now that I am able to write and look back and make a different observation than I would have back then. And, and, and I think it has some validity if when you get to my age and you look back, as well look as looking forward, uh, that uh, you get new perspectives. And so it just sort of keeps going. These uh, writer's block, I worry about that too, because uh, you know I've been in a, in a way of writing a lot since a year ago last uh, December, and I do kind of worry about that. But then when I go out, it's gone because <laughs> I see something, and I and you know, or um, you know, so I, I find it hard to have writer's block. So that's what I would say to somebody: if you have writer's block, go out. Yeah, there's there's only so many poems you can write about the dust motes in the yeah. sunbeam. Right. There you go. <laughs> dust motes. Um, <laughs> so I want to hear. We're gonna hear. Maybe we'll get a poem from Richard, and maybe yeah. one more from Let's EK. Get, but but we're also gonna up. do. You were gonna get uh, James Conrad, who's gonna who's been waiting 
patiently yeah, out, there. out there. Too. All right, let's do that. We'll, we'll yeah. jump out there to the to the studio space with James Conrad, who's going to be reading from uh, his, the serial that he's been reading on our show for like two years. Um, and it is Zerto Cleans House. And I see that he's got uh, two musicians uh, yeah. coolly accompanying have, him. Uh, Blood Flower on percussion and Drift on acoustic, acoustic bass guitar. I'm James Conrad, and this is episode 66 of Zordo Cleans House. The Vancouver Canucks beat the Sharks 3-2. When the game finished, Kendall Reichardt, his wife Kimberly, and son Scott trudged away from the shark tank in dejection, hanging their heads and shuffling their feet. I hate it when the Sharks lose, grumbled Scott. Cheer up, Scott, said Kendall, smiling despite his own disappointment. It's not the last shame we'll ever see. As soon as they reached Kendall's dark blue Lincoln MKS, he unlocked it with a remote control keychain, and everybody climbed inside. Once they had all buckled their safety belts, Kendall started the engine, looked behind him, and began to maneuver the car out of its parking space. All of a sudden, there was a thunderous roar, and the cabin of the car was awash in fire as the pipe bomb detonated, a few of its steel fragments tearing holes in the Lincoln's fuel tank as the windshields of the cars parked directly in front of and behind Kendall's Lincoln shattered from the shock of the blast. Neither he nor his wife nor his son had time to react as the flames seared their flesh and the force of the explosion tore their bodies apart, scattering the gory pieces along with the burning debris from the wrecked automobile over a radius of several meters. That was episode 66 of Zordo Clean's House. Uh, Do turn in next Friday for episode 67 and the continuation of the story, Zero Cleans House. And before I leave the stage, I quickly would like to announce to our listeners out there, I understand that there's thousands of you. Well, if each of you sent a money order for, in, for, a, for a dollar or more made out to Mutiny Radio, you know, we'd be in great shape because uh, the, st- the station does depend on contributions from the general public. And, of course, this does mean listeners like you. So if you'd like to help uh, support Mutiny Radio and enable this station to continue to bring you uh, quality uh, programming such as the Labor of Love, Women's Magazine, the Pam- Pamela... Benjamin Happy Hour, her uh, the Pamtastic Clubhouse, where you have some really fantastic uh, comedic talent, and uh, what what was the other show? Oh yes, the Common Thread Collective, of course. <laughs> so, uh, for those of you who would like to uh, help support Mutiny Radio, feel free to send a money order for a dollar or more, made out to Mutiny Radio, and the address is Mutiny Radio. 2781 21st Street, San Francisco, California, 94110. Once again, that address to send those money orders made out to Mutiny Radio. Mutiny Radio, 2781 21st Street, San Francisco, California, 94110. Thank you very much, and uh, definitely uh, show your support and hope you enjoy the rest of the show. 
Hey, thanks, James. I, I appreciate that you make a point every week to let people know that they can and and maybe do want to support us here at Mutiny Radio. Um, we love being able to be here, being a platform uh, for creative expression and uh, free speech, spending all that streaming around the planet on the internet on mutinyradio.fm. So uh, you can also we've, you can also sign up to be a contributing member on. Uh, there's a, a, a site called Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com. And if you search on there for Mutiny Radio, you can be, uh, um, you can sign up to be a continual supporter of Mutiny Radio. And again, it would help a lot, as always. Every little bit, every little bit counts. Yep. Right? Sure does. All right. So, Richard, you have a poem you're going to read. Oh, I have three if we can get to them, but hey, if we can't, we'll do it next week. Okay. All right. We're uh, doing all right with time right now. All right. Um, I think I might have wrote this last week, but our theme today has been a lot about water, so I'm going to reread it, I think. But, of course, I don't remember if I read it last week, so That's could okay. be new. Uh, water, water everywhere where none is fit to drink. Water from bottles, wells, rivers, lakes, streams are all unfit to drink, all polluted by you-know-who. The mother has been so abused, we have mixed materials from different parts of her, then throw it away in different parts, disrupting Earth's system for life to survive, causing diseases without consequence for what the mother's original plan were for breakdown. We have abandoned mines leaching heavy metals into our land and waterways, causing ruination of no more, uh, excuse me, causing ruination with no one ever paying the consequence, except for those who live near or in these disasters, who tend to be a lot of poor and native people. Our food supplies are tainted with poisons, radiation, wastewater from the petroleum industries used to grow our crops. Since most poor people can't afford the price of organic, you know who gets the dregs. But don't worry, it's all within the safe range of human consumption. We're not the grand experiment, the mother is, and we've failed to take care of the garden. Maybe that's why we were thrown out of the first garden, we befouled it so. Who's to say that the mother isn't right? We are fucking up her body and now she's gonna fuck up yours. Maybe that's the Empire's plan to screw everything up, giving diseases to those who live nearby, denuding the area of humans. It's not like we don't have examples of this in our history. Smallpox blankets, Agent Orange, genocides against indigenous uh, the lands of the Eagle and the Condor. Then and now, and don't forget Africa. Lest we forget the American war that I call the Usan Empire's war against the countries of Vietnam, Cambodia, Thailand, Laos, that in the end wound up with five million dead. Essentially, no one ever got prosecuted. In that war, <clears throat> in that war, people will die for generations. Land areas and waterways poisoned by Agent Orange. Landmines still maiming, killing another one of our legacies. Mother can clean herself, but it will be on her own timetable, or the chaos of the great universal collisions. It's not like we weren't warned by these times by the native people of Turtle Island, whose countries we live on, that began the Usan Empire. Paraphrasing their warning, after everything is gone and you pull the last fish, you won't be able to eat your money. We are fast approaching an ecological havoc. 
<clears throat> waterways and wells with fresh water in areas along the coast and inward will be invaded by salt water as oceans rise. Our drinking water is now being polluted for profit. Flint comes to mind. So do many cities and towns around the Usan Empire where chloramine and ammonia are mixed together instead of chlorine because it's cheaper. It eats your pipes, fixtures, releasing lead, kills fish, dialysis, can't use this kind of water, and the cancers are here and coming. Again, I'm sure it's within what the government and, and corporate sponsors say, it's safe. Guess what, my adoptive city? We have chloramine and ammonia in our water. Rains that come off our oceans are radioactive with cesium-134, and soon tritium if the Japanese are allowed to dump that into the oceans. Talk about karma coming back at us. But we will be all told that all this dumping is within safe conditions, nothing to worry about. They poison you for profit. Our decay may seem slow, but decay we will. The only safe water is uh, safe drinking water is melting faster than ever into our oceans, reducing the salt levels. When's that? Wh what? When that's gone, baby, it's gone. This is the last slaughter. Slaughter over the last glass of water. So here we are. Any questions? Any solutions? There is a rumor solidarity is in the womb. Call the midwives. She will need attending. Wow. You know, the last, um, it made me think of a couple things. Uh, the last map, uh, the Mission Arts and Performance Project, that was last month, um, or I guess it was earlier this month, actually, um, the theme was the karma of capital. So uh, jumping into that, and actually the, the next MAP community meeting, Mission MAP, next community planning meeting is going to be on Monday, May 2nd at 7 p.m. at 2754 Harrison Street. Um, and another thing that made me think of is uh, something I learned about at Earth Day. So last weekend we had Earth Day and Cesar Chavez Day, um, and the group of speakers that I was introducing, um, it was the theme was Sowing the Seeds of Change. And we had a woman um, who's a North North North. Northern Californian organizer for Food and Water Watch, which is a really great organization. Um, I recommend ch checking them out um, to see what they're what they're up to and and the latest that they're working with. Um, Ella Tivan came to to speak at Earth Day and Cesar Chavez Day, and she was telling us about how the water that is left over after fracking has been bought to irrigate certain i mean it's not yeah, all the crops that, but that's what I was saying. but a lot of the crops yeah, here in california the, the wastewater from the petroleum industry is now being used in our crops right and that's being purchased yeah yeah to yeah. to irrigate our crops so our and food's loaded with it yeah so i mean not i mean not all of it not all of it but like you know the halo brand uh clementines apparently they they water they irrigate with with fracking water yeah, <laughs> yeah. so 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 tune in you know check out foodandwaterwatch.org they're actually going over to the planning commission meeting in hayward on the 5th i believe is thursday um to to try to ban fracking in alameda county all right well we need all this information to put it out there and I know oh, I just uh, came back from the uh, hunger strike. Speaking of food, you heard my brother Selassie. He's been they've been uh, they've been going without uh, uh, food and uh, living on uh, water and juice for the last nine days. And you can feel that they're weak, but their spirit is strong. And it'd be an oasis uh, 
over there for sure an oasis of energy and people coming through and that's what they really like this what keeps them strong is to have the folks come by right there in front of the mission police station in fact i just put a call into uh trio cambio that they're really needed there because more music more people more happening come on by so that's uh, that's around valencia and uh, 17th the mission police statement you'll see you'll see the tents in front and you'll see all the energy all the energy of the people you can feel down the block so glad to be there anyway i why would he we have this brother dennis who hasn't played here before look at that beautiful oh, guitar nice. he's got hi dennis he's an older guy too and he's got a couple songs he's, he's going to do is that are you ready for that yeah. i think so okay hey ek yes so sir. good to see you nice yet last night you. was a phenomenal success I agree. And and you can feel the growth that ever we do this every year. And the folks that people would come to a lot of these conclusions on their own, but by coming together it became it became a the whole being greater than the sum of its parts. Isn't that true? I agree. It was it was uh, it was big. And it was many pieces coming together to make a beautiful picture. Well I'd say in first the our, our first our uh, gathering up in Avalos's office and then to go down those stairs and the and and uh, the four directions uh, that uh, Jorge did was dedicated to the hunger strikers yes and we let them know about that they were happy and it's all it's all just amazing it makes my head uh, swim to see how how much we're into and how much is uh, developing all around us it's yeah. like a renaissance, a resurgence of a revolution, of a, the peace, of the, understanding that peace will get us everywhere, love will get us everywhere, and, and hate will get us nowhere. Is all that right? That's all right, Dave. Fuck yeah. And anyway, <laughs> I'm, happy as a, I'm happy as a clam. A clam in clean water. Polluted <laughs> water. And why are and clams happy? Because they're constantly smiling. It's speaking of constantly smiling, look at this brother Dennis. We can see you, and that's a great-looking guitar you have, Dennis. Looks like you have had it for a while. Is that right? Pardon? That guitar looks really beautiful. Well, thank you. I, I designed it. and uh, He designed it. Had it made. Well, Dennis, you got it in your hand. Let's Give us a couple songs, will you? Uh, yeah, okay. Um, the other night, I, I did a couple songs at Bayvac, and uh, I met a guy there who told me about this place, so I thought I'll do one of those songs to start. It's an old Jesse Fuller song. Take it slow and easy if you want to get along with me. Slow and easy, easy as it can be. I give you one, two, three, four, five or six reasons If you double cross me, honey, that's an act of treason Take it slow and easy If you want to get along with me Now I love my baby and I'll tell you why She got a certain kind of look in her eye Oh, when I met my baby, she was oh so sweet now she walks the street like a cop on a beat i'll go to bed honey and get your rest and in the morning you can do your best now how come you treat me like you do 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 when i double double do love you take it slow and take it easy if you want to get along with me slow 
easy, easy as it can be. I give you one, two, three, four, five, or six reasons. If you double cross me, honey, that's an act of treason. Take it slow and easy if you want to get along with me. Now, the way you act, I'd be ashamed. Half the neighbors think you're insane. You got a house full of dishes and a pile of dirty clothes while you run around town with a bunch of winos. You got up this morning, you couldn't eat a bite. Drinking that wine got your appetite. Now, how come you treat me like you do, do, do when I double, double do love you? I said, take it slow. Take it easy if you want to get along with me. Slow and easy, easy as it can be. Give you one, two, three, four, five, six reasons. If you double cross me, honey, that's an act of treason. Take it slow and easy if you want to get along with me. Yeah, Dennis. I like it. <laughs> nice. Well, thank you. Um, all right. Well, let's see. Um, how about... Um, you want that? Uh, okay. Uh, uh, this is probably Jesse Fuller's most famous song. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I opened for him a couple of times. About that same year, 61, 62, yeah. Um, okay, well. I got the blues for my baby, left me by the San Francisco Bay. Well, an ocean liner took her so far away. I didn't mean to treat her so bad She was the best gal I ever had Now she said goodbye like to make me cry I won't lay down my head and die Well, I ain't got a nickel and I haven't got a lousy dime If she don't come back, I swear I'm gonna lose my mind If she ever comes back to stay Gonna be another brand new day Hey, to go a-walking with my baby Down by the San Francisco Bay Outside sitting on the back porch Wondering which way to go Woman I'm crazy about She don't love me no more I guess I'll take a freight train Just cause I'm feeling blue Ride all the way to the end of the line I think it, sweet lover, only about you While in another city I'm just about to go insane I thought I heard that sweet mama way She used to call my name If she ever comes back to stay There's Gonna be another brand new day Hey, to go a-walking with my baby Down by the San Francisco Bay I said, I'm walking with my baby by the San Francisco Bay. Well, thank you. Well, thank you, Dennis. And we uh, thanks for coming through. We're glad that you you came, found your way down here to Mutiny Radio, and hope you'll uh, you'll join us 
Again, You're anytime. Welcome. Yeah, always welcome. Welcome. Welcome back. Yeah, thank you for sharing your music. That was a lot of fun. I like that. We had a little, it lightened things up a little bit, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's because, well, now, know, yes. Uh, as as uh, Richard was saying, <laughs> yeah. there was so much happening there, and uh, Selassie was kind of weak. He was in his tent, yeah. and I reached the phone, and we were talking, and I could see he said pretty much said as much as he could said, but yeah, you, uh, and there's so but uh, but but I just heard that you had some more questions that you'd like to ask about what's going on there. Is that right? Oh yeah, I just I, I kind of wanted to have somebody. You know, I mean, obviously we've been reading about it and hearing you know about it in the news and everything, and you know I just kind of wanted to hear a firsthand perspective of of why they're doing it and kind of what led them to do it and, and you know well that's all good well we'll do that yeah, it's well, all really yeah. important we'll follow up on that it's they'll okay. just keep following up but the point is of course that they to, are doing it right and, they, and that there's a really a lot of energy there and that we suggest that anybody and everybody who, and the sound of our voice uh, who are close enough to get by and he did just pretty well say what they were doing why they were doing it and they were doing it until the mayor until the chief of police quits and the mayor, and that... Uh, yeah, they want the, either the mayor to step down and or to fire the police chief. Yeah, it doesn't look like that's going to happen because they're, they're, they're... But uh, but we're open to it. But they're buckling down and they're kind of in the... They're buckling down in the uh, in their bunker where they always are, that bunker. So, in fact, how, where this is going to go, I don't know, and I don't think they really know. But they have tents down there. they got plenty of water and juice that people have been brought by. But they need music. They need companionship. They need people coming to uh, say, hey, we're with you. Brothers, brothers and one sister. Nice. I'm glad you went down there, Dave. I oh, am, That's too. a familiar face from last night at Palm oh, Dome. Oh, he is. Tip, come on in. Let's let him sit down. Let uh, come on in, Tip. Let's bring it in here. How's it going? Tip, well, welcome. Good to see you. I was just saying, I was, I, I, the, while the show was going on, I ran over and did a report live from the hunger strike. <laughs> the hunger strike at uh, the police station at 16, 17th and Mission. You know about that? Yeah. Oh, the energy was high. But people are needed, really needed. They've been living for nine days on food, on uh, no food, on water, and some juice. Yeah, I uh, actually know one of the guys, uh, Selassie. He's one of the Frisco Five. And uh, I went over there, stopped by after the show, gave him a little doobie. Perfect. Say goodnight. <laughs> well, they had, he had a big one. I don't want to say that. But they're not on. They're, let me say that. This, uh, as you put it, they're on, uh, they're on water fast, they're on food fast. It's a water and juice fast, but it's not a no doobie fast. <laughs> Definitely not. So. Freedom. Personal stash, so well, he's a patient. <laughs> yeah, well, Celeste is an old friend of mine, too. Cool. In fact, he said, Diamond Dave, when I stuck my head in the tent. And we just talked, he was just on the air here. Sure. So we were talking about Stonerelli yesterday. Here, get, uh, tip, get into oh, that sorry. mic there. That's all right. Uh, yeah, we were talking about Stonerello or Firefly, you know, or by. That's oh, how, yeah. that's kind of how we met um, about a, almost, almost two years now um, ago. We both joined a rap contest. In Berkeley, that he was throwing called the rap contest. That's what Celeste does, yeah. Yeah, and we uh, 
I saw her perform and it blew my mind. She is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's and just wonderful. She's a really gifted lyricist um, as well as, you know, gifted with mandolin, the mandolin player, and singer, guitar. She, she, she does it all. She's wonderful. Yeah, and so I kind of just creeped on her music for a while. And one day I was visiting a friend um, in The Hate and they were living in the same building. And that was the first time I'd seen her in a while. And, and she's a style icon, kicking too. Since. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She kind of sets her own trend. Hi, EK. I'm sorry, I can't remember your name. Yeah, no, I'm Val. It's Val. Val. Tip, nice to meet nice you. Nice to meet you formally, yeah. Oh, yeah, I heard your work last night. Oh, that was, was great to have you down at like City it. Hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah thanks and for coming by brother, here today. Your brother... Uh, uh, documented a lot of it, didn't I? I saw he was doing some video. Is that right? Right, right. So Jacob's an old-time homie. Jacob. I met him in San Francisco as well when I was going to Art Institute and uh, kind of took me in when I was having hard times with a house situation a couple years ago. And uh, we just been long-time homies ever since. So first chance I got to give him the opportunity to get involved, he jumped on it. So props to him for stepping up being the only just, film guy there well, my, getting no, sound as well no my sister yeah, Alex really nice. was there really she's, nice. she was documenting she's uh, documenting my kind of story but she's got a lot too so let's put all that together maybe we can put it on Facebook let's get around I got thousands of friends on Facebook right. so connect them we've been connected so anyway brother let's hear what you do are you you're yeah. comfortable enough to well you can I mean you can also stand out there you don't have to be on your uh, <laughs> <laughs> like way, crammed in here but you seem to we've be got a microphones sure, out yeah. there i just like ran here honestly but yeah i'll, I'll, I'll do something yeah well, we you can take a couple ready. minutes if you you know like well, want to take ready. you know, take get ready take a breath can i like plug in some music yeah with it too yeah cool. if you've got some uh, music uh, it's on use, my phone yeah cue it up i can plug I'm, it in i'm like really bumming it today and i, I need to charge my phone also <laughs> okay if, if i could Thanks. do that Somebody's but if you've got a charger yeah, you want to charge it for a few minutes we've got about about another 20 minutes left of the right show and uh yeah charge it up and then we'll we'll hook you up but in the meantime we'll get some more poetry in from uh richard EK. and ek richard. and then uh, we'll hear from tip so it's all it's all mine, coming together mine will be, i'll do a short one okie dokes we got people we're working it out we always do yeah that's right this go has for it as natural as natural can be the way things just flow together and people come to the door and we find that common thread and we let it flourish. Hey, brother. So, E.K., take it away. All right. Yeah. All right. I'll, I, I would be thrilled to read another poem to you and since, you know, I'm going to go with the water flow today. And um, this is something that I actually wrote in March before my epic April poetry journey. And I, it, you know, it's been raining recently and we are in this epic drought. And so this was something I wrote being happy that, that there was rain coming. There's still rainbows. I can't help but point it out to every single person near me because looking at a rainbow lightens your heart and our hearts get so heavy these days. As conspicuous consumption nurtures conspicuous corruption and the wants of the greedy trump the needs of the needy, our hearts get so heavy these days. 
Yeah, yeah that was my. Ra- I, I saw a rainbow. Heavy and I like that. the rain clouds. <laughs> but yeah, it's good. It's good to know. I'm, 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 I see that you notice it. Yes. Yeah. That's Indeed. Well, very well. And then nice to know that after the rains, there is something to look forward to. There is. Yes. All right, Richard. Back to you. Well, uh, since I uh, since we did the water thing and uh, both were kind of heavy, I'm going to end on a light note. Um, it's called, you know, she tells me. You know, she tells me, she tells me, you know, she tells me, tells me like the beats of the drum. She tells me I can only listen and groove like the snake I think I am. I won. I came out on top after all the slithering in the heats of snakes. She tells me of things I did not feel. Beats never felt light with moves. Excuse me. Beats I never felt with moves like the finest belly dancer, which makes her stronger. We are in the garden. She is the sage, I only her student. I, in turn, will pass along as she does. You know, she tells me, she tells me, you know, she tells me, me, like the beats of the heart, pass it along, along, and pass it along, and I pass it along, along. Anon, anon. Anon, <laughs> anon. This is Shakespeare's month, though. I always throw some words in there. Nice, Re- nice. I, I'd like to see some of those words have revived. I did one piece one time, and she said, Wow, that's really an old word. Why did you use that? I said, Just because it's old don't mean it can't be used. <laughs> it's know. true. Well, I'll read, I'll read one on the water theme. Uh, I wrote this in Cuba. Because um, the in Havana they've got the the Malecon, which is the big stone wall around the yeah. city, because it's right on the water. Uh, and by the way, the shortest plane flight I've ever been on was from Miami to Havana. It was about 20 minutes. 90 miles. We went up. We got up there. They served everybody a drink, and then by the time you were finishing your last sip, they said, "Okay, put your seatbelts on." Anyhow, and what something I like about a of traveling to, to I haven't been to South America yet, but traveling to like Mexico, you know, which of course is North America, but like Central America is when the plane lands, everybody, everybody claps. <laughs> it's kind of fun. It has nothing to do with the poem, but this is, uh, this is called uh, La Luna y la Malecon. Moon over the Atlantic, elevated we eyes to see the night through moving ships and mystery and history. Illuminating sea and cityscapes, cloud-captured shadows outlined by the Malecon. The stone wall encapsulating concrete interpretations of beauty and necessity across the ages. Elemental shifts quickly captivating the distribution of perception. Water, like a living hallucination. A charcoal sleet at the edge of the city's feet, wetting the palette of time. Everlasting motion, same moon over the shifting ocean, and the ever-embellished shifting of mankind. Here we are. So many good words. So many colors coming together. So much finding that common thread. It's true. On the same page. Loving one another and putting for that possible. Well, hey, Tip, we got Tip's uh, Yeah, his, his, his thing's charging. I'll tell you what, I'll play a little music in the meantime, and then we'll set up uh, Tip's music. And uh, and we'll go from here. So you are listening to the Common Thread Collective here at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. And uh, in case you didn't know it.
meant to be here on the Common Thread Collective with us here today. And uh, so Tip Vicious is coming up next. Um, I saw him perform for the first time last night at City Hall for Poems Under the Dome and uh, got the music queued up and we've got Tip on a microphone. So I think this is going to work. Can I hear you? Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Oh, you know what? Why don't you put those headphones on and we'll plug those in. Um, we'll plug it in one of those lower ones, maybe toward the left, kind of in the middle of the box there. We can get that in there. And then can you hear everything that's happening? Oh, oh. <laughs> it's kind of a short cord. Oh, hello. <laughs> All sorts of stuff happening. All right. You got okay. it now? Yeah. I'm All in right. This. What's Lovely. Good? Here we go. <laughs> All right. So just, here we go. Okay. Damn, damn, I'm trying to hold your hand. My fingertips on all your pics sound creepy because I am. Damn, damn, damn. Girl, I see you. Can you see me? Is it possible to turn my virtual into reality or no? Damn, damn, damn. Hey, I'm Tyler, I know you, I peeped your game on IG, it made me smile widely, I cruise your feet like nightly, but then I got a girlfriend so I had to knock all that off, I made he saw you once and girl that turned into a fat prop, now that me and her are done, I see you winning, found you one and I ain't trying to start no problems with you or your honey bun, but I swear that if he fucks up I'll be sliding in your DM, AM to the PM, girl I really wanna be him, but would you please accept my friend request real quick, I'm knowing you don't know me, we can start this off as homies, but I'm I'm hoping that you're lonely, not the first friend zone I've been in. I won't treat you like you owe me. If you take the time, you dig the rhymes and give a sign. I'm in the line, I'm about to queue. Imagine in a me and you and tell me what I gotta do to make you think about it too, girl. Cause, damn, uh, damn, damn. I'm trying to hold your hand. My fingertips on all your pics are creepy because I am. Damn, damn, damn. Girl, I see you. Can you see me? Is it possible to turn my virtual into reality or no? Damn. 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 Uh, back to the facts, I slacks to the max Get sewn to the sacks, we laugh at the past It word, not smash, probably heard that I'm brash Well, I heard that you be dealing out that sassy shit Girl, I'm trying to fuck with it Cause you the type of chica that I would approach Fit it, quit the blacks if you was tripping Let you take me skinny dipping Buzz, I seen a lot of women And please stop me if I'm gushing But your face to waste proportions Make my exes look like horses Let's get married, fuck divorcing Hope you don't feel like I'm forcing none Unless you feeling drawn to me In which case I'm your Sith Lord Your new man play the guitar Well, I guess I'm learning guitar 
All of this and more if you say you'll let me get far. Best believe we going hither like the Sacramento River. I don't care if it's the winter. Every night I'll cook you dinner. Be my Satan, I'm your sinner. Hold you close until you with her. I'm just trying to meet your sister. Charm your mother like no other. Fight your cousins if you run up. Tell your dad to put his gun up, girl. Damn, I'm trying to hold your hand. My fingertips on all your pics sound creepy because I am. Damn, damn, damn. Cause girl, I see you. Do you see me? And is it possible to turn my virtual into reality or no? Damn. Yeah. Yo, so shout out to Moon Suicide. I wrote that about you. Um, find me. I'm in your DM for sure. <laughs> right on tip tip vicious. So wait, so where did EK, where did, where did you uh, meet up with EK? What, 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 uh, what open mic do you, do you attend or did you so get? So tonight, uh, Cafe International, every Friday they do an open mic and I'm actually relatively new there. I just kind of started showing up one day and met some really positive people and, uh, met Clyde and one day EK was there. I just worked a 10 hour shift and I wasn't even going to go and I, I decided to go. A friend had cast my name for me. And one thing led to another. She told me about the event. I uh, I cast my name and hanging out in the smoking section. And all of a sudden, is Tyler still here? Tyler here? Walked <laughs> in. People are staring at me. It was it was a uh, it was one of those fate or luck type moments. Like, well, we had a totally. conversation out and back, and I, I was encouraging you to do that. Right, right. Because uh, uh, we need to have your voices. That's where I met the, uh, yeah. this gentleman, Richard, as yeah. well. You're right there Friday night. We're coming through here on a Friday afternoon. Bring whatever you have to bring to bring, because the whole is greater than some of its parts. We do that. <laughs> you I hear really, me, Ben? Yeah. And I really like the fact that uh, I want to advertise uh, Cafe International, because that's where a lot of young people are. So uh, some of us elders uh, should show up and uh, have communion with the youth. There you go, that. Richard. You're and that's what talking about connecting. What, Dave, yeah. what, Dave, what's the line? The past shakes hands with the, the past future. shake hands with the future through the now, right now. All right. <laughs> and I was thinking my son, Ubi, I don't know if you know him. He's a great bass player. He does the blues funk jam every Sunday at the Swig, bring, putting musicians on in various uh, capacity. Then he picks up this electric bass that just like the blues funk. Cool. And his band, Less to Serve, was there in the Lower Haight, right there. We yeah. live right upstairs from the International Hotel. And then the other one was uh, Ray Quippo, and he does band... His band it was called. These are full tilt hip hop bands, early uh, '90s. Yeah. Equipo, what was his? Uh, he was just starting out. Yeah, you know, he's in the hunger strike as well. Equipo. Yeah, he's, uh, he's in the hunger strike yeah. for sure. Yeah. So we're all connected. That's and right. And we got yeah, our I'm brother. To slide in. <laughs> well, our brother, he's reading a bit from uh, Krishnamurti, who kind of helps to push this all along. And I want to say, Richard, and hey, James. Yeah, hey, my brother. Now. This guy wrote an amazing poem, read an amazing poem last night. Yes, he that did. That blew me away, and it fit in perfectly what we were about. That's what I'm telling you, Bo. That's what I'm telling everybody. And hopefully, your bro has all that on tape, and we can play some of it right here. Let's try to do that. Yeah, we've got the whole thing recorded. All right. <clears throat> James Ellis, take it away. Thank you, Global Val. Okay. Mr. J. Krishnamurti from his book on relationship. What is the relationship between me and you? With my wife, my husband, my daughter, my son, if I have no image 
What is my relationship with you if I have no image about you? You have to find this out. You can't just answer. Look, I've lived with you and all the troubles, the travails, the anxiety, all that has built an image in my mind. But if I have no image about you, what is my relationship then? If you're really honest, you can't answer this question. You can only answer it if you really have no image at all. And that is one of the most radical things in life. Not have an image about the mountains, about another, about the person you live with, and all the rest of it. Not to have a single image about the country, anything. Image means opinion, idea, conclusion, symbol. The thought that builds up all the images. And what is the relationship between you, who have an image, and the person who has no image? Don't answer me. This you have to find out. That is love. The other thing is not love, right? We need memory in order to ride a bicycle. I need memory in order to talk English and so convey something to you if you are interested in what I want to communicate. I need memory to function in a factory, in a business, and so on. But that memory and relationship is the image. I've built an image about you. And you have built an image about me. Relationship is between these two images. And that is what is so important to us. The image I have about you and the image you have about me and we live with these images. This relationship is called love. In this relationship there is attachment and all the rest of it and we cling to it. The image. We say the mind does it because it feels secure in having something. And having an image. If it has no image, it feels empty. <laughs> we are afraid of being empty. And therefore we say there must be something. So can the mind observe the present? No what is without the memory. The image. The conclusion, the opinion, the judgment, the evaluation of the past. Just to observe what is. Let me put it around the other way. Go much deeper, go much deeper. I love my brother, my son, my wife, my girl, my boy. And he dies. The fact is, he is dead. That is what is, right? Can the mind observe what is without any movement of thought? Which is the past, you understand? Let's go on. Look, my son is dead, that's a fact. Then what takes place? The image I've built about my son through the years makes the mind feel empty, lonely, sorrowful, self-pity. And there is the hope that I will meet my son in the next life. So I go to a medium, a seance, to get in touch with him. 
all that business. That is, the mind doesn't observe. Hmm? Live completely with what is, without the image. You understand? Come on, sirs! When I have no self-pity, I don't say, oh, I wish my son had lived. He would have had such a marvelous human being life. Do you follow? I have no movement of thought at all. The mind lives only with the fact that my son is dead. Have you ever done this? Yes or no? You will find out. I hope nobody dies whom you love, or you think you love. I hope you will never suffer. But when you come to that, as inevitably everybody in the world does, not only those people living in Vietnam and Cambodia, but every day it is happening around you, then you will find out what it means to live with what is. Completely, without a single image. I insult you, I say terrible things about you. Can you listen to me? Without the movement of thought that creates an image that hurts. Can you listen? Try it. Do it. And then you will see what an extraordinary change takes place. A change. In which there is complete negation of every form of image. Therefore the mind is never burdened with the past. It's like having a young mind, you understand? Ellis reads J. Krishnamurti, Blood, Flower, and Drift on musical accompaniment. I feel like I, I'm going to read a poem. I was going to read a shorter one, but this one, uh, I feel like uh, Cambodia has come up a lot today. So I'm going to write this poem, and if you guys want to keep playing, by all means. Uh, this is a poem I wrote while I was in Cambodia 10 years ago, and it's called At the Killing Fields. Helicopter revving on the ground takes no flight except its sound. Unlifted into resurrection, muting defeat, a deflection. Self-serving as it runs, now answering blank blotted guns. So near to the recent destruction. Skulls stacked as proof of execution. Unpaved new memories to form. Nothing buried too deep below them. Fresh cuts and gnarled scars. Untamed children, hookers and bars. Resolution to be upstanding. So much lost and misunderstanding. Shared endeavors to repair retinas from, bur from the burning glare. Red ants bite until you care. So be aware for closed eyes, open, dirty palms. Living wait for angels to sing their songs because the jar is tipped, reactions pouring out. The meek who only dream of change hold little clout and short-term solutions peter out like rain and floods are faults to come again in vain. For what use will be tomorrow? Four line poems I haven't thought of for a while. 
but it kind of ties it all together. Keep on playing, brothers. Castaway sailors on a diamond-hard sea, a mother's cry in the southern breeze, dancing sideways down the ribbon of time, the path ahead lit by the echo behind. Okay, Val. Okay, everybody. Keep on playing. It's been another session of the Common Thread Collective. Here we be each and every week. People are coming through the door. Nobody is left behind. Here we be, everybody included, because we realize that the whole is greater than some of its parts, and we can do more together than any of us can do on our own. Hey, Val, so good to be working with you. Love you, sister. Thank you, Dave. You too. Thanks, everybody, for coming out to to the City Hall last night for a beautiful night of poetry. We'll do it again next year, but remember, you're always welcome here at uh, Mutiny Radio every Friday from 3 to 6. Anyhow, uh, sorry I got distracted a little bit. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're wrapping up here at on the Common Thread Collective. Stay tuned next for the Comedy Open Mic Happy Hour. And we'll be back next Friday here at the Common Thread Collective, where you're welcome to come on through the door. And uh, just so you know, we've got a, we're, we're not only on mutinyradio.fm and pcrcollective.org, but our shows are now available through Stitcher. If you happen to be one of those people who has Stitcher, you can listen to us there as well and spread the word because we like to spread the love so thanks for being here everybody we'll see you next week i'm global val peace whatever was done is done i just can't recall it doesn't matter at all
Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby. Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again. And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> You look like the kind of person who has a sense of humor. Uh, is the radio talking to me? No, I'm on an internet podcast. Uh, I'm talking to an internet podcast? Don't be silly. It's a one-way form of communication. But I don't want you to miss out on the Muni Radio Comedy Festival 2016 from March 2nd through 6th. And you don't have to. You can buy tickets now on universe.com with 24 national and international visiting comedians and 20 local hosts you won't want to miss a thing what if i can't be at every show don't worry all shows will be available for free download at mutinyradio.fm until the internet falls apart Oh, podcast god, I can't wait to listen to all these great comedy shows and everything else that's cool and muniradio.fm before the internet falls apart. You too won't want to miss a bit of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival from March 2nd through 6th, 2016. Buy tickets now. Brought to you by Subliminal SF, PBR, The Eagle SF, Brainwash Cafe, Asiento, and the great people at Alta California Botanicals. Have you heard of Subliminal SF? Visual and auditory mind control. Graphic design, physical merchandise, live music promotions. Go! www.subliminalsf.com For the most amazing t-shirts you've ever seen. Graphic design for every need. And live music promotion! 
at some of the best bars in San Francisco. That's Subliminal SF Visual and Auditory Mind Control. Go to SubliminalSF.com now. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak ceiling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've given it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing this called? Is like, it's I don't know which one this workshop. is. Joke is this two S two Yep, every Monday, six eight p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're one, saying one, I can one, tell my one, jokes one, every Monday from six to eight? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, six to eight p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Four The dictionary definition of the adjective eclectic is selecting or choosing from various sources. When Bay Area musician J.D. Buell brings you Morning Train Wednesday 10 a.m. to noon on Mutiny Radio, that is exactly what he does. Select music from various sources to give you a unique listening experience. Rock, pop, jazz, bluegrass, gospel, funk, reggae, folk, blues, country and western, electronica, soul, disco, rhythm and blues, punk and post-punk come together with music from around the world with Buell's passionate and down-to-earth delivery. In an age of personal music delivery systems, J.D. Buell carries on the values of progressive FM radio when a listener could actually have a relationship with a programmer, someone who would create an eclectic musical environment 
where in both listener and host find fulfillment. The Morning Train with J.D. Buell, Wednesday, 10 to noon on mutinyradio.fm. Freeform Radio for free minds. Did you know that compact fluorescent light bulbs use 60% less energy than regular light bulbs? And that each one saves about 300 pounds of carbon dioxide a year. If all Americans switched to CFLs, we would save more than 90 billion pounds of carbon dioxide. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Muni Radio in San Francisco. People from all over the Bay Area come to the Lindsay Wildlife Museum to experience close encounters with live wild animals. The museum's living collection features more than 50 species of non-releasable native California animals. Visitors can see and learn about wildlife such as eagles, owls, bobcats, coyotes, reptiles, and other fascinating creatures. The museum's world-renowned Wildlife Rehabilitation Hospital treats more than 5,000 wild animals each year with the goal of returning them to their native habitat. The Lindsay Wildlife Museum is in Walnut Creek. To learn more, visit wildlife-museum.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. Safe sex is more than just avoiding STD.